Hey everybody, welcome to episode 66 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. I want to revisit a list of recommendations I made all the way back in episode number one, and that's an updated revision of my top five beginner detectors. So let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the show this week. But before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. And now, if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on SpeakPipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show the link will be in the show notes if you would like to buy me a coffee you can actually do so now with buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting and lastly and most importantly if you like this content please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button hey everyone i hope your hunting has been plentiful and happy this week I myself got out early this week for a good old mudlarking hunt. Why didn't I go detecting? Well, work has been mental and I just wanted a no complication splash and dash early morning hunt. I was so busy I didn't even get time to charge up my gear, so needs must I suppose. But it wasn't for naught. I found several complete old bottles from the turn of the 20th century, but the piece de resistance was a bottom half of a handmade flint bottle that had the name of my village clearly embossed on it. So, as you can imagine, researching this bottle has been my go-to distraction of choice this week. I'll stick a pic in Instagram for you to check out. On the news front, there has been very little in new products or accessories from the major brands. Still no news in the multi-frequency machine from Nocta or the C-Scope Evo 6000, but we are waiting in quiet optimism. So this week, I want to give you my list of recommendations that I give when people ask me what's a good detector to begin with. I believe this is a fundamental decision that can make or break your perception of the hobby, and getting your choice wrong can be detrimental. There is two criteria that I like to stick to at the beginner level, the first being price. I always advise someone to spend somewhere in the region of 300 bucks. This is for several reasons. The first is that it is enough budget to guarantee a quality machine, but affordable, as 300 bucks is small enough to save or to gather over a few odd jobs at the weekend. Now, don't get me wrong, 300 bucks is a lot of money, but all these models have a lesser model available for a more tighter budget. It is also an easy target to reach for when you want to be able to say, my detector has paid for itself in its first two years. Plus, it's not so expensive that if you don't like the hobby, you won't be down too much money. And believe me, there are metal detectorists out there just waiting to snap up a bargain from someone who has bought a first expensive detector and didn't like the hobby and gave up. 300 bucks is a good first step, but not too big a step to be painful if you want to pack it in. The second criteria is that a beginner detector must have a full feature set or at least attempt to. Features like a VDI for target ID, discrimination, ground balance either manual or automatic, sensitivity, etc, etc. Other criteria that can be included but probably not as important are is it a reputable brand? Does the detector have a legitimate sales channel? Or are all its sales via Amazon for example? 
The easiest way to avoid this is to use reputable resellers of detectors. Does it have a good online community to help you when you need it? All these things are important when selecting your first detector. Before I get into my top five, I want to highlight what not to buy. Don't buy a cheap Chinesium knockoff. Don't go expensive just for flex appeal. And don't buy a detector that is designed for a specific niche. For example, I see a lot of beginners buying a MineLab GoFind. Now, there is nothing wrong with this detector except it is designed to be used and perfect for hiking. LA Adventures with Goat. So it is the ultimate mobile detector. But if your planned hunting will be on fields, then there is a problem with your niche detector. The coil is just too small for field detecting. I think you get the idea. So my top five beginner detectors for 2021 in no particular order are starting with the dark horse of the list, the Fisher F22, one of the most highly rated detectors online and is in everyone's top five. Completely weatherproof and rock solid, the F22 excels in its simplicity. For example, although it doesn't have a rechargeable battery, it operates with two AA batteries that can give 25 plus hours of hunting. And I know when I started out with my first detector, I would have killed for this feature as the cost of two 9 volt batteries every week was a right pain in the ass. This bulletproof detector comes with sensitivity adjustment, a VDI, discrimination, four modes of operation, pinpoint, the list goes on and on, all packed into a super lightweight frame. Next on my list is America's Sweetheart, the Garrett Ace 300. Comes with very similar features as the F22, but not as granular in its scale. Comes with a nice suite of accessories, including headphones. And a key feature is its adjustable frequency, allowing you to minimize chatter from the field. Another key win for Garrett is the community and the range of accessories available due to the extensive Garrett ecosystem and choice of aftermarket coils. Up next, I would recommend the Nocta Macro Simplex, the Taylor Swift of detectors right now. Most listeners will remember my review of this super popular and solid hit across the board detector with all the advanced features crammed into a sub 300 bucks package. Again, features essentially the same as the F22 and the Ace 300, but coupled with a rock solid conductivity target ID and Bluetooth module allowing you to drive a set of wireless headphones a luxury of a more expensive detector and all powered by a 23,000 milliamp hour rechargeable battery. However, the build quality has been done in a budget, but you are most definitely getting more than you pay for here, or as I said in my review, greater than the sum of its parts. Right, we're in the end game now. Next, I would recommend the MineLab Vanquish 440, which comes with the majority of features of the Equinox 600-800 and the previous detectors. An advanced level detector for half the price doesn't come with Bluetooth, nor is it waterproof like the rest on the list. It is, however, equipped with multi-IQ, which is the latest in detecting tech, till someone comes out with something new, I suppose. This is a detector that could sit on the intermediate bracket or even the advanced with a few accessories quite easily. Not as popular as it should be, but worth every penny. Finally, on the list is the Quest Q30, one to potentially take Taylor Swift's Simplex crown. Just listen to the list of features coming as standard. Single frequency, 14 kHz, 15 levels, speaker, vibration, 3.5 wire headphones, 
smartphone compatibility with a built-in Bluetooth module, which I'm not sure allows Wi-Fi headphones, 5 meters waterproofing, which is amazing, a battery of 3000 milliamp hours, again, very big, a recharge port, very similar to the Equinox, a durable and corrosive-resistive magnetic USB system, LED backlights for low light conditions, something I wish all detectors had, especially the Equinox, ground balance, both automatic or manual, four detecting programs, park, field, beach and gold, target ID with 25 segments, and then all the customizations, target ID selection, threshold, tones, Iron Sense or FE Sense, which is essentially assigning a tone to iron signals. Fully updatable like the Simplex and built to Quest's usual high manufacturing standards. All the Quest features seem to ramp up the features available on the other detectors on the list. Definitely one to watch for in 2021 and wasn't on my initial list at the start of the podcast 18 months ago. So that's my beginner detector list. The Fisher F22 Garrett Ace 300, the Nocta Macro Simplex, MindLab 440 Vanquish, and the Quest Q30. Why didn't I rank them? Well, because it doesn't matter which is best. All these detectors do the same job very well, with some packing advanced features and tech, and all are priced around the 300 bookmark. And I would have no qualms about using any of them as my daily detector or recommending any of these. And ultimately, no detector is best. All I want is someone to come away from listening this week with a solid recommendation from someone who is not trying to sell them a detector that may not be suitable for a beginner. So this is my safe list of 300 bucks detectors. That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metaldetecting. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show the link will be in the show notes and if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice if you like this content and would like more please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button once again i hope you enjoyed this episode we will chat to you all again next week get out there eyes down and happy hunting <laughs>